The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Oh boy, I totally think this go, yes. But guys, we had to switch gears. It's all about Mental Health Month. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, I had to say for both sexes. Um, and those of you who love the men, remember uh, this November, Freedom 106.5 FM is celebrating all men in honor of uh, International Men's Day 2023. Don't miss Men Matter Month. We are dedicating a whole month to our men because we, uh, when they are healthy, the whole world thrives. So suit up and join us from November 10th, which has already com- uh, commenced to the 30th, as we talk men's health and insightful interviews and discussions with the experts. And from November 27th, that's on the horizon, to the November 30th, four days of specialists, influencers and celebrities uh, from diverse fields. Together, we will dive uh, into the challenges men face and celebrate the victories of men who have conquered adversity and emerged stronger than ever. So it's about that time for, yeah, for, for us to delve inside some conversations. Let me take the opportunity to welcome my guests this afternoon. Uh, Mr. Brandon Best, welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM, sir. Good afternoon. Um, so push that one back and pull this one to you. Good uh, afternoon, you hear me? All right, so we good to go there. Yes. All right, buddy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the biggest show here in Freedom. Yeah, man. Big yeah. up to Freedom one time. Yeah. Thanks, Davey, for having me. You know it is. Yeah, man. For real. <laughs> all right. So, guys, we're definitely going to be talking men's health. It's all about suicide. A real issue. A real, 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 real issue definitely. among men. And yesterday, we delved a bit into it as we spoke with Mr. Frank Jellizo. Um, a suicide survivor, a sui- a, an attempt suicide vict- uh, survivor, because he attempted it. Right. Um, and he was able to give an account as to what happened with him. You know, what he went through um, and how he was able to overcome it. In addition, this afternoon, we'll be joined shortly by Dr. Donovan A. Thomas, uh, who is the founder and president of Choose Life International, a nonprofit organization registered in Jamaica in June 2008 and in the USA of March of 2018. Now, CLI is a member of the International Association for Suicide Prevention, otherwise known as the IASP. He's the former national director of Jamaica Youth for Christ, um, a post he held for 14 years. And, of course, he's a past regional director for Youth for Christ International in the Caribbean. All right, so Dr. Thomas is a graduate of the Jamaica Theological uh, Seminary, and he holds a doctorate in missionary, or in ministry, rather, from Columbia Theological Seminary in Atlanta, Georgia. All right, so, I mean, his bio is long and extensive, um, but he would be speaking um, in response to the COVID-19 um, and what he and Mrs. Thomas have pioneered on as they offer two weekly motivational web seminars free of charge to the public and a weekly TV show called Geared to Life, aimed at helping people um, choose happiness even in tough times. How difficult and challenging could that be? So let's chat a bit with our guest, artist, entrepreneur, Brandon. Yes, ma'am. Your bio went something like you were raised in the church for mm-hmm. a portion of your life, but was it, you know, not extremely involved in the church itself. Of course, growing up as uh, was tough for you, I could just imagine. Mm-hmm. 
even as a child you face adversities um no doubt um but rather than i read this let's talk about your experiences surrounding what is common to men these days suicide yeah man well um as you were stating uh i grew up practically in a christian home my parents you know dad is a pastor mom was an evangelist Mm -hmm. um proper thing boy yeah 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 but still i was as the uh, writer said i had the opportunity to go outside you know took my time enjoy myself i was out in the streets partying fets everything like that enjoying myself but um a couple of things that happened in uh, my family dynamic i have a, i had an elder brother he's nine years older than me mm. um i have an elder sister i'm the last mm. um in 2008 my mom she died in a car crash uh, on the southbound highway both her and my cousin i think that started what have been a i guess a series of depression not for most of the children but also for my brother all right now my brother he had three phds one in maths it actuarial science and he was an actuarial scientist in london so at the time that he was going through this process you know he struggled with depression from losing my mom and then his best friend also committed suicide so i think right be all of those things compounding on him and then he was in home living in london he's a lecturer at um greenwich university an ambassador for oxford so a genius brilliant guy um but the the the, the weight of the depression the weight of the loss um it really really held on to him and then that was about seven years ago that's around 2015 2014 15 there about um he overdosed on depression pills um and he committed suicide and it was amazing because of the fact that it happened on the same day or the day after that i had a gospel concert called resurrection which means life and i and i get a phone call saying that hey yeah you know did you hear what happened to your brother and i'm like no what happened to him and it's like yo he well i heard he died and then i was like when you when got the full story it's like oh he committed suicide he overdosed on depression pills and the truth is that i didn't even know he was struggling that hard with the depression for such a long time i mean everybody's going through it's all of our mother that died um everybody's suffering um but he did so silently and i assume that some people going through this process they tend to become very quiet they know they don't know how to deal with it they don't know who to talk to maybe they're tired of talking to people and they may go for medical help if you would have you know gone for the medications and as such that's what he used to overdose so it has been even for me as a young man losing my mom then losing my brother it was a trying season for me and i could definitely attest to just simply gospel music um, my faith in god and the what i hold on to being anything that has has definitely helped me and kept, kept me together as well you know because it has been a definitely rough journey i wouldn't i wouldn't tell anybody it's like a now nah, you'll just walk over and get over it it doesn't happen like that it's not a you know depression is a real thing um i don't believe that people who commit suicide like some may say you know they're trying to intentionally hurt others you know they're the thing that they're trying to say well you know you don't care about myself or look at my family they, sometimes it becomes overwhelming you know, and they, they say, my brother, he was a genius. He has three PhDs. There's no, and he, maths is his thing. There's no way he can logically think about the impacts of others. But I think sometimes people are in that space where it's overwhelming for them. The situation is consuming them that they end up making that type of choice. 
which ultimately you know we would never say it's, it is the right or the best choice to make but you know just understanding that sometimes that's where that's where people go so yeah I guess I'll, I guess I guess I don't I, I don't know if I, I went in too deep too fast. But <laughs> Hello, good afternoon. All right, so we're not hearing you. Hi, good afternoon. I'm here. Good afternoon. This is Doctor Thomas. Good afternoon, Doctor Thomas. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Uh, are good. you hearing Just, me? Okay. Yes, we are hearing you quite well. So, Doctor Thomas, I would have read your accolades and accreditations. That was bestowed upon you and i want to say welcome to freedom on a 6.5 fm um i'm here chatting with a gospel artist entrepreneur can i do i dare say philanthropist i, I don't know <laughs> yeah, well. I, I i i think i can toss that in there because of what yeah. you i, I mean imagine with the work that you're doing okay. edifying persons on this very very critical topic of suicide among men and doc uh welcome to the conversation i mean let's talk to you a little bit um about this this suicide now here it is we we have seen um men more or less unable to cope with various stresses we're talking about well this one here is one where a mom died he would have lost his mom and ultimately following that he would have lost the best friend and ironically enough his best friend passed away mom was in an accident best friend committed suicide and here it is he has to cope with all these things and now he is now among the land of the dead because of suicide doc what have been your experience throughout your tenure as a doctor so far dealing with cases like these all right just to clarify from the very outset i am not a medical doctor i come to this no, i understand as a suicidologist yes uh, my doctoral work is in suicide prevention yes uh, yes people would have seen uh, there but we have had the opportunity to have worked with many people who are suicidal and to have been able to help many um, change their minds about killing themselves. And we have also had uh, the task of working along with people who have lost their loved ones to suicide. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I started Choose Life International 15 years ago. My work in suicide prevention dates back to as far as 25 years ago. And so there are really... Uh, we have gathered a lot of experience, but we want to just reinforce that people hurt to the point that they feel like they want to they want to get rid of them. And uh, um, I'm open to a conversation with you as you guide to be able to just talk about uh, the topic. Yes, many more men complete suicide compared to women although many more women attempt suicide more men complete and uh, um, one of the things that we have found is that we have got to be very careful about how we talk about um, commit suicide because um, we it sounds like committing a crime committing a sin commit and this may be sound judgmental so even with that we want to be careful and we talk about died by suicide or completed suicide um, rather than committing as if you know so that may so when we're saying to people who hurt to the point that they want to kill themselves that help is available so many more women attempt suicide many more men complete and there are several reasons for this men more use more drastic means but there's also what may be referred to as a psychological factor. I want to talk about psychological factor 
I talk about men internalizing fit men internalizing stuff rather than talking about it. Women will cry for help more and uh, they will call for help. They'll call the helpline more. They'll call their friends and seek help. So I'm going to share with you four factors that contribute to more men dying by suicide compared to women. And the first is psychological factor. The other one is economic factor. And uh, uh, men find it even more are in a, in a tight economic situation, financially uh, challenging situation. And so strong is the relationship between suicide and economy that a word has been coined called econocide. So we have talked about psychological factor, we have talked about economic factor. Now we're going to talk about socialization factor. Mm-hmm. In, in our Caribbean countries, in, in uh, many of our nations, uh, our boys have been told, be tough. That you don't need to show your emotions. Yeah. And so our socialization teaches our boys to lock up stuff, to internalize rather than talk about what's bothering them. Mm-hmm. Think with me a moment. Two three-year-olds are playing, a boy and a girl. Both of them fall. How does the average Caribbean person respond to the boy? How does the average Caribbean person respond to to the girl. Talk to me. How does the average person in Trinidad respond to the boy? Hey, 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 get up and walk it off, shake it off, dust it off. Brandon, what is that? What is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a big boy. What happened? What happened? <laughs> shake it off, shake it off. One yeah. time. And then, and then your daughter fall. Ariel One falls. Time. Ariel Stop falls. Yeah. And then Ariel That's falls and Samantha clapped. falls. And come, come, let me see that. Oh my gosh. Sam, Samantha, why are you running there? Come, come. Gail falls. Brittany, Tiffany, come, come. Don't walk. Oh God, look, you fall. Come, let me see. Come, let mommy see it. Daddy see it. Correct. That's how right. we deal with it. So, yeah. is, is your other guest in studio with you? Yes, he is. Yes, I am. Okay, all right, great. Thank you. Um, good evening to you too and the rest of the, and our listening audience. Yeah, yes. Man, good afternoon. So, we talk about three factors so far. And then, so, so sometimes we slap the boy, you name man, be tough. And from very early in life, we're teaching our boys that it is inappropriate to express feelings. Mm hmm. Um, um, Mr. Musician, sorry about Mr. Alice, Brandon Best. Bit of the test. <laughs> Brandon, yes, I'm sorry sir. about the passing of your brother, and I am very, very delighted that you are able to just talk about it because out of that experience that you have had there, you are able to help people to yeah. choose life. And um, so, ex- um, I'm happy that you are willing to just talk about it and to be able to help people process. So we have been talked taught to internalize so that's a deliberate effort in our communities in our homes in our churches we have got to make a deliberate effort to have our men process their feelings have our boys process their feelings we need to acknowledge that boys hurt girls hurt and it is okay for us to help them to process their feelings and i want to say to us as we go through the season that we say to our boys what are the emotions you're feeling let them name it we want to say claim it and we work with them to tame it. So name it, claim it, tame it is our goal as we seek to help uh, process emotions. And the third, fourth factor that contributes to suicide among men um, is what may be what I call the religious factor. 
as we look at our religious groups across Trinidad, across Jamaica, across the Caribbean, mm. um, we realize that there are many more women compared to, to men. If you think about our churches, uh, many more women are involved in our churches. And many more women know that this too will pass, that God is not going to give them more than what he's prepared to help them bear. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so religion is one of those protective factors against suicide. And where there is strong religious belief, people are better able to process their problems, including thoughts about wanting to hurt themselves. So as we embark on International Men's Day, I want to call upon our men to be more deliberate about building a lifestyle of, uh, of proactivity rather than being reactive. That we know it's okay to share with our, our hearts and our pain. We know it's okay to cry for help, to call for help. We are, we are not any less of a man because we are seeking help. And, and it is okay for us to reach out and to say, you know what, I need help and know the sources. And also those persons who are working with, with our males, with our children, <coughs> excuse me, we need to validate the feelings of our boys. We need to validate the feelings of our, of our men that it is okay for them to, to hurt and to be able to help them process in a, in, a signif in a way that brings healing rather than condemnation, rather than being judgmental and, and, um, and dismissing the value of their emotions. The thing about it is I'm happy that you're able to say that because um, we need to move away from that archaic dinosauric way of thinking where our boys now women need to understand this as well because when we teach our sisters when our sisters are seeing mommy and daddy and aunties telling us to get up dust it off shake i guilty found myself in a position within recent times telling my elder son um what are you crying for yeah correct but i have to recognize whatever the situation is with his little brother whoever fallout for he's hurting He's hurting. Yes. He's hurt about it. And I should be able to tell him, you know, rather than lash your, your little brother or fight with him, that crying of releasing your emotions is good. good the thing good. about it is women and why are we celebrating men's month, um, men month, I want women to understand that this conversation is not a man's, it's not, it's not a boys club. <laughs> Dr. Thomas is not here on Zoom to discuss it because it's a boys club, you know. This is relatable to both men and women more so. And why do I say that? When a man cries out for help, women tend to use the power of their mouth to degrade and belittle men. Watch you, a big man like you crying? Were you looking for attention or what? Hmm. So we have become a society that are very reactive rather than take a proactive approach. Someone asked me yesterday after my show, how do you take a proactive approach to someone that may be suicidal? And I said, it's quite simple. The signs are there. But before I answer that question, I said to the person, what would you, how would you feel if you recognized the person had been successful and took their life? Oh my God, 
Huh? Well, boy, if I had only know, and that is the right there, that is the disease. And that is the biggest lie for most people. Mm-hmm. If I had only know, doctor testified to this. We do know. Some of us have the opportunity to know beforehand because they tell you. They tell you, I'm not feeling good. This, they t- you see the signs. It's there. But you do nothing. You don't take the proactive approach to go and help the person. Instead, you look at them as weak, infidel. You look at them as someone that is looking for attention. Those are some of the po- popular misconceptions. No. Doc? I think it is okay for us to just talk a little bit about the signs because yes. some people yeah. don't know what what are some of the signs and I want to just very quickly just just share some warning signs and then uh, hopefully we can get to some protective factors. Mm-hmm. Warning signs like uh, making suicide threats. Every suicide threat must be taken seriously. Even if the person says they are joking, when you confront them, it must be taken seriously and the person needs intervention. Talk, frequently talking about death, I listened to, to Brandon, I think his name is, talking That's about the, the death of his brother. And he said, he mentioned about the death of his mother and so forth before that. Um, the death of a loved one is a risk factor, as a warning sign. And the preparation for death, person who uh, makes plans for for one's death, giving away valued stuff, etc. Those are our um, warning signs. Feeling like a burden to others. Um, if there there is self harm, uh, cutting behavior, hopelessness, or no hope for the future, increased aggressiveness and irritability. Those are warning signs. And I want to say to all of our listeners that we need to be able, we need to listen what, to what they are saying. We need to look at what they are, what look at their behavior and observe their moods as we seek to be able to help them. And I want to share with you quickly uh, Pin Scale, which is a tool for assessing severity, developed by a man called Stephen Lansing. And the P is the plan. The more detailed the plan, the closer the person is to the suicide act person who knows the place, knows the time, or knows the method is much more at risk than the person who just say, you know what, I feel like I want to kill myself. And then the intensity of the method, men use more drastic means uh, and, and um, the woman will call for help. Um, one young lady um, took an overdose and called my wife early morning, Antifaith, Antifaith, I just took an overdose and I changed my mind about killing myself. Hmm. Man uses that plastic means he doesn't get that opportunity. Hmm. Then the N is the nearness of the method. Does the person already have the means of death? And we want to be able to separate the person from the means of death. And the S is a support system. What support system does the person have? And you and I can jump into somebody's world and provide that support uh, for them so that they can actually uh, survive the difficulties and the challenges. So that's the pin scale. P is a plan, I is intensity of the method, N is the nearness of the method, and S is a support system. So let's do the assessment and get help. But you know, one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping our people to promote protective factors. We will need to know what are some of those factors that help build 
uh, protection against suicide. And I want to share with you seven of those, if that's okay with you. Of course, I don't have a problem with that. We have um, we have time, but before you share that, let's take a phone call. Hello, good afternoon. Hey, Davey. Mm -hmm. Good evening. I'm uh, listening to your man in the studio. And recently, I had a very close brush with a very, 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 very close relative of mine. Actually, I attempted to jump off a building. But luckily, you know, they didn't die anything. And they don't have any um, so far initially. They kind of recovered. But it was so, you know, leading up to it, right? I came to realize that for some reason, people who like, like tend to go along that way, then mm -hmm. they, 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 they kind of like, um, do have a punching mentally, the kind of, I wouldn't say mentally, I wouldn't say mentally, they do have a mental strength, right? If I want to have a better mood, right? I put the best I could do And moving forward is like, the person are brilliant person academically, you know. And I know we took it for granted, and at the end of the day, to be honest with you, I saw personal custom writing. They don't talk too much, they custom writing. And I know within, you can have the book, they have a book that's the reflection in that. I'll pick up the baby so often and check in it. And I will see certain signs like what is your yeah, yeah, um, personal point of view. But I take it for a joke now, you know, sometimes I could remember when I was um, in um, my teenage sometimes I used to feel like you're a burden and it's to feel this kind of way. And, you know, sometimes too, it's like, how it comes across to you, right? You know, you understand it better as, you know, at this age. And it's something that it can be so surprising. Eh? I was a bit really shocked when it didn't happen, eh? I remember two months ago, and it, 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 it's, it's so surprising. And you're seeing these signs, and you never take it for granted. This is such an interesting and such a deep program, and a meaningful program. Lockdown listening, as we, you know, just share, I just share, share this little story today, but it was a bit surprising. I saw the little sign, but the sign wasn't right. It wasn't wow. really in, um, like, an outside action. All right. And I saw it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I want to be honest, I get it, but you take it for I see mommy just, because I had touches of it too when I was in teenage, I just, but I didn't really, like, go to that type of thing. It just, it just flashed through your mind now. Mm -hmm. Doctor, I'm listening to you. All right. Thank you so much, Fast Track. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Davey. Mm -hmm. Davey, the brain is the organ of all behaviors. Mm -hmm. Suicide thoughts in neuroscience, as is as known, is a brain disorder. But you see the problem with Trinidad and in poor society, the... Scanning of the brain is not that readily available. Mm -hmm. When the brain is scanned, you would see areas of the brain that would bring on depression, that would lead to suicidal thoughts, and in that way, the right medication could be applied to the individual mm -hmm. to bring some balance. It might be the cure-all, but medication could be administered to the individual mm -hmm. so he could have some balance. The only problem with some medication, the side effects. But we in Tobago here, we don't have no way we could go and scan the brain and see the disorders, you know, uh, how, how, how the brain really looks to, to make these approaches. True. So that is where we have to head. And uh, on top of that too, you know you can't get Medical insurance, mm -hmm. mental issues, they ain't gaining that at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Medical, mm -hmm. I mean, the insurance companies ain't going there because these disorders could continue and continue and it's a big cost to them. They always look at the bottom line. True. So we need to have 
certain facilities and on this island here, I mean, to upgrade our mental care. Sentence, I ain't think that cutting it. I mean, you, you go down there, they give some whatever tablets and you whatever. But we need to have a better look at our brain by way of scanning it. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Um, Doc, just before you give that your thoughts there as we head in towards the newscast at the top, let me ask Brandon, you know, he said he did not know about the signs, yeah. but then your brother was living far away. That's, that's the thing. So we, it was difficult for us to know. I mean, my brother, we would be in contact. We would be speaking on the phone. Um, so being in close proximity to probably see, you know, the day-to-day was, um, I guess, the only sign that I, I could tell you that I knew when my mother died, he just never came back to Trinidad. He never flew back to Trinidad. From, uh, the, the last time he stepped foot in the Trinidad was when it was a funeral. After that, he left, and I don't think he could stomach coming back to, hmm. to Trinidad. So he, had never, he never flew. He would fly to every part of the world, and he will not touch dog to this island. So, so it, is that that he doesn't intend to see his family? It's not that. I just think it's though. I, I think if we travel to see him, he would have been happy to find. But it was hard for him to even to come to Trinidad. So the last time I saw my brother was at my mother's funeral. You understand? It was a very difficult time. So the last time I actually saw him physically, and we interacted, and was at my mother's funeral. And after that, I heard. I I, I we spoke, but in person. You haven't seen him in a while. No, I didn't see him. I didn't see him for seven years, and then. He, then I feel that he, um, he committed suicide, or mm. completed, as the doctor said, mm-hmm. suicide, and then well, the funeral was in London. So my sister was able to go. Doc, you wanted to share some information. You have to unmute. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying that we have got to be very deliberate about promoting those factors that are going to help people. Uh, to deal with the issue of suicide, in fact, build resilience. And there's so much more that that we could say. And we want to say a strong relationship with parents is a protective factor. So with our children, we have got to encourage strong relationship with with parents Um, and ask our parents to go the extra mile to build strong relationship with their children. What, it, what the research is showing is that even after children have passed their chi- the childhood years, mm-hmm. if the relationship is strong with their parents, they are more, they are better able to cope with the challenges of life and even suicidal um, risks. Then where there is school safety and we want to promote that as much as possible, safety within our schools. When our children are achieving academically, that is a protective factor against suicide, where uh, there is connection to other non-parental adults, the aunties and the uncles in our Caribbean community. We talk about uh, aunties and uncles in our churches and other organ- religious organizations. They may be aunties and uncles, where there are strong connection, where there is strong connection with non-parental adults. And our young people, they are better able to cope with the challenges and thoughts of suicide. Where there's strong, where there's neighborhood safety, that is a protective factor against suicide. Where people are aware of and have access to local health services, even the helpline. In Jamaica, the helpline is 888-NEW-LIFE. Whatever it is in in Trinidad, we have got to get that out and get people being aware of it. 
and where there is closeness to friends, that serves as a protective factor. So we build strong relationships, and in times of difficulties and challenges, you have somebody you can talk with, and that can insulate one, uh, build insulation against suicide. And the final thing I want to say, we have got to teach our people to be more resilient in whatever area of life you find yourself, whether you're a parent or a, or a child, resilience is something that we want to promote as much as possible. All right, so I just wanted to just highlight some protective factors. And I am, I am very much appreciative of you doing that. The next thing I wanted to, t to talk about is, um, let me give you that info there very quickly. The other thing I wanted to mention is, uh, what would be the number one causes, or what do you think, gentlemen, start with you, Brandon, uh, for the suicide in the world, worldwide? Yeah, I, I think number one, I genuinely believe would be um, it's a loaded question, but number one, be I think be depression, mm -hmm. um, and that could stem to a number of the things that the doctor alluded to, lack of support, and but I think depression, uh, in my view, um, is one of the greater causes um, of suicide in the world. How we get there, I think the doctor was able to to push some of those those, those um, points down, but yeah, I, most times I see. And even in, even in my um, experience, my brother, it was depression. It was a hundred percent depression. He was, he felt hopeless. He was depressed, um, and he couldn't take it. And sometimes we, as you say, we, we make men feel not manly because they shared that you know I am I am depressed. I am sad. You know I feel like I'm going through this, and so I, I think depression is my number one choice. Doc. And you, yeah, Brandon, you are actually right. Depression is the major cause of um, suicide in the world. Over 60% of those who complete suicide are people who, are, who, have, who suffer from depression. And one of the things in, the nations, in our nations is that many of our people are depressed and go undiagnosed. Hmm. So we're not treated, we're not, getting, we're not providing help um, to them, and therefore... Uh, they live with depression, and and we expect them sometimes to just flip out of it, snap out of it. Hmm. Um, so 60% of those who complete suicide are people who suffer from depression, but another 30% or so um, have other mental health conditions. So over 90% of those who complete suicide are people who struggle with mental health issues. And in this um, time in our world, Having gone through the experience of what looked like what what of COVID and so, and just trying to survive, many more people are suffering from mental health issues. Sorry, and so another thing we need to do is to destigmatize mental health, where people will be more open to getting help, going to a counselor, getting going to a psychiatrist. And the gentleman, the caller earlier talked about the the brain and. The, side of the brain and the impact on the brain and yes that is important and choose life international believes in the biopsychosocial spiritual model of intervention there are some things that medication can do and sometimes medication is able to help so that people can get the counseling and break out of their depression we believe in a biopsychosocial spiritual model there's a place for medication there's a place for counseling there's a place for social intervention and there's a place for spiritual intervention 
Brandon, how were you all able to deal with this issue? Um, by God's grace, <laughs> let me start there. I think um, as he, as the doctor is talking about, you know, more than medication, more than I think we had, we took the, the spiritual route. I have a song just that was based on this whole experience called Teach Me How to Preach Through the Storm. And it was me examining just simply um, how I saw m even men in scripture dealing with turmoil, things that I felt as though they were they were wrapped up in, like Paul and Silas in a prison cell and decided to praise God and the walls came down or Elijah when he felt like giving up and God feeding him and tell him go and sleep and feed and eat and sleep and eat and sleep and so a lot of it was built on my ability to just simply trust in God that guess what? You know, life has to be and life can be a lot more to hope for that you know there's an ultimate plan behind it um and that even in the loss of both my mother and my brother um that we would be able to you know make their legacy and whatever they would have contributed we can allow that to happen in our own lives so make best of the life that we have the lesson that it teaches you is that life is short um and sometimes we don't know what people are going through so be kind to people you know show love um most importantly be kind to yourself because you don't even know as the doctor is saying sometimes people are depressed and you know they will walk they're walking around with depression and they're silent about it and we don't want people to get to that point where they feel as though they they want to give up but i have de definitely been holding on to god for my my um i guess for my help and thus far it has been extremely good for me so i thank god for that you know i've been able to you know have a wife and a daughter and you know we're doing really really good right now so God has been good. Indeed so. Indeed so. Uh, gentlemen, I have to pause at the moment. I'm not sure if you were able to continue beyond the into the next hour or if this is a wrap for us, Dr. Thomas? Yeah, this is a wrap for this us. This is a wrap for us. So thank you so much, uh, Doctor. But may I just say that there are several resources on our website. Yes, um, please that do. answer the question what to do when people are suicidal. Um, many seminars and webinar, many, many webinars are recorded there www.chooselifeintl.org and we are also looking forward to the opportunity to be able to formally establish uh, an arm of Choose Life International in Trinidad. So thank you again for having us, having me today and Brandon, looking forward to being in touch with you. Yes, man. God no bless. Alright, thank you very much uh, Dr. Donovan for coming in and truly bringing some insightful information there for us. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.